Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with my friend and co-host Higgins Success. We hope you and your family are enjoying this holiday season. As we head towards a new year, we wanted to take on an episode to reflect on this unprecedented year we went through as agents. In this episode, we're going to discuss the challenges, accomplishments, and growth that we've had to go through in 2020. However, before we get started, how's it going, Higgins? How was your holiday season? And how was my birthday? Hey, what's up, Sam? Uh, I mean, <laughs> the birthday. Uh, obviously, welcome to the 30 Club. You know, thank really, you. I'm happy to be here. I really enjoyed your birthday. It was, it was, everything was extremely nice. Um, obviously, it was very Sam, right? It was, it was very Sam. I had a great time. Um, the food was amazing, <laughs> you know, and you know, everything about it was nice. I got to meet your mom and dad. Shout out, yes, to your who mom. stood out? <laughs> shout out, shout Linda. out to Mama Tiger, man. You have you have one of the coolest moms ever. You, you All right, she's she's one of the coolest moms I've ever met, man. So that was a great time. Um, yeah, it was. And, um, you know, thank you to everyone who wished me happy birthday. I am happy to be 30. I'm excited to see what this year will bring. And my Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day was spent in the spot watching football. I watched Buffalo, Marshall, Camilla Bowl, really enjoyed watching that. And then Christmas Day, there was football on Christmas Day. I'm like having a blank on what it was. Yeah, it was right. We there was. It was. It was one of those. It was something. It was one of those <laughs> really days where had like NBA, you had college basketball, you had yeah, college football. Anyways, so before we dive into our topics, which is going to really focus on 2020, we're gonna set the tone for 2020 as agents. So we're gonna flash back to pretty much almost this time last year a little bit little bit further so january we go through our all-star games higgins and i meet each other we become friends um our clients actually go off to the same training facility out in uh, colorado and you know everything's going well we go to the combine which is always the end of february early march it was normal. I mean, I, I did not think that my last flight was going to be coming back from Indianapolis. I actually ended up having to spend like eight hours in the Indy airport. Missed my flight. Shout out to Farrell Kirk for that. But anyways, um, after that, the tides definitely uh, changed for us right, right after Indianapolis. Uh, for me, there was you know, things started to change. And as we saw in the sports world, I feel like we started to see things kind of not snowball, but I think basketball, we started to see it first and it, it started small, but football on the back end, if you're not an agent or you don't work in the back end of sports, you probably wouldn't have noticed, but for us, or if you don't follow it, 
you know, the draft process, we were kind of like, wow, hmm, travel, you know, things are getting canceled. A couple of the pro days happened. I want to say, I believe it was more like the West Coast. I know Oregon ended up having their pro day. There were a couple of the bigger uh, power five schools that had their pro days, but I remember, I forget which team it was first. I want to say it was the Redskins, now Washington football team. I believe they were one of the first to pull their scouts off the road. And after that, I remember in the same day, there were two other teams that pulled their scouts off the road. And within, I'd say, 36 hours, all 32 teams pulled their scouts off the road before our pro days. And that was, you know, three within like a two week span of that. And I said, well, dang, this is crazy. And I don't, we're going to have to figure this out. Like what's going to happen? I don't know, Higgins, was there a time in, I guess you could say that time frame after the combine when things started really drastically happening that you were like, wow, this is real. Well, yeah. I mean, for, for me, definitely. I mean, obviously um, like you said, being a school teacher, you know, that mid March, we was like, okay, we're getting ready for spring break and thinking, hey, you know, this thing is going to last maybe a couple of days or whatnot. And, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't even pack up our classroom. So, you know, we just went out for spring break and thought it was going to be good. Um, as far as agent or like you said, once you start seeing teams pull their guys off the road, you just know, obviously, in the league, you know, once one team goes, then you obviously can expect everyone else to do the same. And I think for me at that time, even with the scouts being pulled off, I was still a little hesitant. I still thought maybe, okay, give it a week or so, things would change. But then a week later, you know, now you start seeing shutdowns in different states. I think for me, that's when it really hit me. Like when I started seeing states, you know, shutting down restaurants or shutting down different things, I was like, oh, I got to get my client home. For anybody listening that's still kind of interested in what happened next, it was kind of a, it was a, I don't want to say a last minute thing to hear that there was no pro days, but it was pretty close to last minute, at least for the schools that I had clients in. Um, Cause it was a state kind of thing. Uh, but I kind of rationalized it with, well, if the schools shut down, they're not going to just open up the athletic facility to hold people and, and their athletes. It's just, it's not going to make sense. So that was something it was, it, it happened very fast, but it was something that I, once the scouts really got pulled up the road, I, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. So obviously, you know, we, we all in the pandemic and, you know, everyone's dealing with things personally and professionally, but when you think about as an agent, what would you say was your biggest challenge? in this 2020 year? I guess navigating through it all and dealing with emotions, my own, as well as the players I represent, because it's kind of like, at least for me, I consider them, you know, not like a, a child. That's kind of a strange way to put it, but people that I want to guide and make sure that they're okay not just physically, but emotionally. So the disappointments that I couldn't give an answer for, I think that was probably one of my biggest challenges on that end of things. The, hey, your season's been canceled, you know, so say XFL, CFL, you don't, your season's canceled. The border shut down. I don't know 
when he'll go back, you know, that type of thing. I don't know if the league will even be there anymore. I don't have a positive really to give you just the truth. And I think for me, someone like me, I like to give, you know, Hey, here's a negative and here's a positive, but there wasn't really any positives because I didn't, I don't know. So that for me, I think was a, a big challenge was the unknown, just grasping it and really just managing it, I guess you could say. Really that for me, that probably was it. How about you? Well, I mean, I think, you know, we all have that challenge as far as the unknown and not having answers um, for our clients. You know, obviously that's a big factor um, that they're depending on us for those answers. But I think for me, uh, the biggest challenge, uh, the biggest challenge this year probably would have to be not having the pro days. Um, I know that um, the guy, one of my best um, prospects in the year, um, he didn't have a pro day, obviously. And with that being said, you know, after a couple of weeks of schools canceling pro days, some agents started doing, you know, the virtual pro day, you know, they started, you know, I reaching, did one. Out, reaching out to other agents, right. Um, and trying to see, Hey, you know, I can get a trainer. I can get a former scout and, you know, would you be, you know, willing, or would you be um, interested in having your guys work out virtually? And I had the opportunity to have um, one of my guys do a virtual workout and I was about 80% in and then I decided to go against it um, because it was so many uncertainties at the time. You know, the, 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 the facility where it's going to be held, they didn't truly have a real indoor 40, you know, to run mm -hmm. the 40 safely. Um, so they was going to do like workouts in the facility and then go to a park to do the 40. And I was like, yeah. that's, that's just too much for me. That, that's too much unknowns. There's too many questions around it. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, I reached out to a couple of guys and at scouts and they were pretty much like, Hey man, just make sure your guy's safe at the end of the day, you know, yeah. availability is what is the most important thing. So, you know, I turned down the opportunity to do that, but I think not having pro days was definitely the biggest challenge for me. Yeah. And I think that's something too, that we should touch on. I actually did have two of the three of my clients participate in a proctored uh, pro day, I guess you could call it. And I guess you would say virtual because we hired a videographer, photographer. It was run through a training facility that did a phenomenal job and then proctored by a former scout. And it, it was done really, really well. So I have to give all credit to that. But it was one of those things that absolutely i don't know if a team's gonna look at this and be like what the hell is this but you know what for for me had there been multiple locations that would have been a red flag for me i'll tell you that for sure right. but it was very organized we had you know it was it was org i'm an organization queen so it was approved by sam and <laughs> it, it went really well and i'll tell you i did get some really good feedback from it from teams um that said, you know, we, we definitely, you know, appreciate the effort and everything. And it, it was done well, but if you're just going to splice together some random videos, no, 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 you know, it has to be done well and it has to be proctored 
buy a scout to have that outside party or a former scout, I guess you could say. Um, because if a training facility does it, everybody's running four, three, everyone is running a four, <laughs> two, everyone, even the line, 25, but, 30 times. Come on now. <laughs> Higgins is running a four, two, two, but, um, it's, it's decisions we had to make. It was caused that we had no clue what was going to happen. And, and I'll be honest with you, um, NFL teams now are accepting videos. I mean, I don't know how much stock we can put into that, but after 20, before 2020, that really wasn't a thing. You know, you didn't send them, you know, videos and this and that, but now, you know, that's changed. 2020 has been crazy going into our next question. So obviously, you know, we just talked about, you know, some of our biggest challenges in the year, you know, moving forward, you know, into the next year, 2021, what is the one thing or an area that you would want to improve then as an agent? You know, maybe something that, you know, you, you thought about this year or maybe in the years, prior years before this year, something that you'd like to improve? I think for me, it's something we talked about a little bit earlier. I think I'm going to work on developing because for me the key is personal relationships it's trust and that takes time I can't just meet you tomorrow and expect you to trust me and I get that I wouldn't want you to because I wouldn't do the same for anybody else so for me it's develop the relationships earlier even if times are unprecedented this year I felt like was strange I was starting to recruit early and then there were players well that didn't have us, you know, we weren't sure if we were even going to have college football. I mean, a lot, let's look at it, you know, like it is. That's true. So when I was talking to some of the players and their families, they felt like a little overwhelmed. We don't know if there's going to be a season. I said, you know, that's fair. You know, here we're talking to an agent. We don't know if there's going to be a season. Our, our son or, you know, he needs to go back and play. And I said, that's, that's fair. So I felt like I was a little, it was not uneasy, but it was one of those things, you know, okay, let's see what happens. And then when it happened, it was, it was just a very unprecedented year in that sense. So moving forward, no matter what happens, I'm going to continue to keep not being pushy, but to just have a presence and not wait until I feel like, okay, now's the right time. Cause there's never a right or a wrong time to just show your support for a player that you're interested in. That's what I learned this year because I didn't, I didn't want to overwhelm anyone. And I get that. I mean, it was a crazy year and I'm sure a lot of agents kind of felt that too. Well, the Mac, for example, who knew if they were going to have a season until what, you know, a month and a half ago. So you're talking to players. Well, I, I need to go back to school. Okay. I get that. So their mind isn't necessarily on, okay an agent it's on our season so it was not a conflict of interest but at least for me I'm gonna definitely definitely make sure that I do a little bit better at that okay how about you and like you said definitely you know that's one of the things that you know we've talked about between you and I is getting an earlier jump on recruiting you know and for me um one of the things that make me hesitant about getting that earlier jump 
is like you said, you know, you build the relationships and, you know, you spend months and months and probably even a year or, or years recruiting the player. But then, you know, he goes out and have an All-American type season. And now the bigger agencies come with their million dollar marketing guarantee or their $300,000 marketing guarantee for a guy that's not playing in a marquee position, that's not playing at a, at a marquee school, that's probably a mid-round type guy. So you yeah. know that marketing deal is not even real. You know, obviously it's not, you know, it's just another way to, you know, do what they do. And, and that's always the tricky part as far as uh, the starting early for me, but it's definitely something I want to focus on and get better at. Another part of it that I would like to personally get better at is just, um, communication, you know, I, obviously, you know, I'm not a very pushy person when it comes to recruiting. Um, you're, I, you're a quiet, person. right. I'm more of a quiet person. I'm more of a laid back individual. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to be on your Instagram every day, liking pictures. I don't want to be on your Twitter page every day, you know, retweeting stuff. So for Should me, I put the blanket over. <laughs> well, for, for I mean, but hey, it's it's whatever fits, you know, whatever, you know, we ha- we all have different personalities, like we all have different, you know, preferences. So I'm one of those guys that, you know, I may text you once a week, you know, just to see what's up and how school going, things like that. But I understand that, you know, for some of the athletes that we recruit, even starting you know, during their high school recruiting, they're accustomed to coaches and people calling them and texting them constantly every day. And the moment that, you know, you go a couple of days or you go a couple of weeks and you don't text them, they feel like you no longer want them, like you no longer interested. You're right. So for me, that's something that I have to kind of come out of my shell or come out of my personality and say, okay, let me make sure I text so-and-so or let me make sure I give so-and-so a phone call or, you know, let me go like a couple pictures on Instagram and things like that, yeah. because that's part of the recruiting game. Honestly, if you're not doing it, another agent is, you know, that's a and, great I, point. and I just that's have a great to, point. I have to get better at that. Yeah, I think I do too. Not so much on like the social media aspect, not saying I'm like commenting on everybody's pictures, but getting out of my comfort zone, you know, not feeling like you're bothering them. Exactly. No, and that, that's my whole thing. I don't want to bother you. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things, but we have to, you know, like you said, what's the difference, you know, than the recruiting that they've already had. Good point. Good point. So I think we're kind of on the same page there. What a shocker that you and I agree on something. <laughs> hey, I mean, well, you know, we don't always have to agree, you know, but that's what makes us great friends. We, we usually just, don't agree. Right, we usually don't. But Other we than we got to get a jump. We got to <laughs> light a fire under our asses. <laughs> get it going. got to get it moving, man. So as soon as the, the draft ends, moving. we're going to probably meet up, have dinner somewhere. Anyone in the 2022 <laughs> draft class listening, be ready. Be ready. I'm, I'm, if I'm I already have on Twitter. Me. I'm jumping in DMs. I'm liking. I guess it's gonna get blocked. <laughs> gonna get, uh, gonna get uh, reported. Gonna get reported. <laughs> There's a crazy his, agent. His Instagram and Twitter are about to be disabled. <laughs> and that's the thing that I'm so thankful that we have this platform on this show is to be able to talk about this stuff because I don't know who else is gonna say stuff like this. This is stuff that 
is just honesty about this job. And, and I don't care really who you are. It's just part of the job. And I'm really thankful that we have this platform to be able to do this and laugh about it. And, ha- and any agent listening, I know we do have some agents that are listening and I know we've got some really great feedback that people are like, wow, I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. Right. We, we just will talk about it. Right, most definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I promise you a lot more agents have to deal with that. You know, like, when do you take a kid? When do you not take them? When, you know, how many days well, yeah. after the first phone call do you follow up? You know, like, those are questions that, you know, that need answers. And like I said, I'm not good at it. I'm really not good at chasing. You know, the only thing I chase is my little adult beverages. But, you know, but it's part of the game. And, you know, for me, it's adapting and it's, you know, adjusting and making adjustments, you know, and sometimes you have to get out of the comfort zone to make that adjustment. Going into our next topic, what was your biggest accomplishment of 2020? And are there any lessons you learned this year that you'll take with you for the rest of your life and career, not just being an agent, but life? Oh, that's a good. Yeah, this has been crazy, especially as a teacher. <laughs> right, especially as a not teacher. just an agent. Let's, let's stop the agent talk real quick. <laughs> uh, biggest accomplishment of 2020. Ooh, this is tough, man. I feel like I've I've done a lot of good things. There's a lot of things that I'm proud of this year. Um, you know, so that's that's tough, Tiger. Mm help me You're in the hot seat <laughs> I answered first <laughs> I think for for me though honestly it's just continuing to learn this business honestly like it, it's not like one accomplishment it's making relate building relationships like me meeting you at the tropical bowl in January right <laughs> yes it's yeah, not like you know it's not like oh yeah that was an accomplishment but that's part Thank of you. the, that's part of it, right? That's part of me growing as a professional. That's part of me growing as an agent. Like me and you would probably text each other at least once or twice a week, you know, asking a question about a player or, Hey, you got a minute. I want to run something by you. So I think for me, or me just complaining, <laughs> we all complain, right? The things are always going left. You just have you. to find people that understand right. exactly. what you're complaining you just have about. To find people that understand <laughs> you that probably going to complain about the same thing. You know, so for me, I think just continuing to grow in the business is like my biggest accomplishment, you know, just meeting new people and building, making relationships and building those relationships um, definitely was worth it in 2020. Even even with all the crisis, I mean, you just have to, I'm a glass half full type of person anyways. So, you know, when, when everything's going wrong, I'm still trying to find the goods in it. You know, I'm still trying to find positives in those things. So, you know, I, I just try to make the best out of every situation. You are. You're always so positive. Even when I'll be like, I mean, you know, my last name's Success, you know, so I got to. I mean, my last name's point. Tiger, which is probably a <laughs> like, <laughs> Me. Well, if you don't know, now you do. Uh, I work with a lot of NFL legends and one in particular, actually he was a guest on this show, Kamar Aiken. He is opening up a restaurant and it's a, it's a franchise and he brought me on to help him with PR marketing, you know, just kind of the business consulting side of things. And like, we're, we're opening up a restaurant in a world that just shut down restaurants. 
and like literally we started and I'm like okay well it's still on time to open actually next month how am I gonna navigate through this in a market I've never really worked in too much which is Orlando and I think my one of my biggest like personal accomplishments in the agency was was being able to navigate that and really thrive uh we we really I thought outside the box I said you know what let's do this let's donate to hospitals let's you know we did a turkey drive a drive-through turkey drive in the parking lot we we went and donated you know grocery vouchers we got Kamar back into the community and now everybody knows that his restaurant's coming we did that through the pandemic it had nothing to do with you know okay we can't I don't know the construction was halted for certain times and there was a lot of a lot of things that really didn't go on time but the marketing still happened and a lot of it was done by zoom you know he was on the news via zoom so for me it was bigger picture the ability to adapt I think for me I learned a lot about I'm proud of myself for that you know when it came to the virtual pro day that was kind of crazy it was one of those things that I said okay well here you go um, I had a client actually fly in from Atlanta and then one drove in from Jacksonville um, into the uh, Lakeland, Florida area for that pro day. And I just adapt and I continue to do that. And I think that's something that people that do a good job at being flexible and adapting to situations and saying, okay, well, it's not going to go the way we thought it was, but we can do this. And it might look completely different but we're still going to be on track to accomplish the same goal. That's an accomplishment. And I felt like I did that quite a bit this year. And I mean, we're on track to have Kamar's restaurant open in like, I don't know, Kamar, if you're listening, 30 something days, (laughs) but pretty soon. And it's exciting and everything else, you know, we're, we're still on track. So I think that's an accomplishment, even though it's not, anything huge sometimes accomplishments are the smallest everyday things and i think we forget that a lot but it is huge though i mean honestly it is but it's not oh hey i negotiated this you know hey i mean at the end of the day like you said you know we're we're with these players beyond football you know beyond the playing days and because you got to think about it average career is three years you know so they still have 30 40 more years to live so you helping Mm -hmm. him set up his or start his own restaurant that's going to be there for years to come you know that's that's a huge accomplishment you know like you said going out of your comfort zone that's not that's not your industry that's not your lane and still being able to do that that's beyond negotiating well, a contract me. i mean negotiating a contract is in your lane you know so no, if you, you negotiate the contract you know yeah okay cool i just negotiated the contract but you starting a business, like you helping someone start a restaurant. Like, yeah, it's really not, cool. It right. really has been something oh, that no, has definitely. been super rewarding. And to see a player that spent, I mean, Kamar's career was longer than three years. It was right. eight years. <laughs> so if it's wrong, he's going to be calling me. <laughs> but <laughs> he had an eight-year undrafted career. And now to see what he's doing and to be a part of that, it's really rewarding. It really is. And everybody else that's doing other things on my team, you know, I'm super excited to be a part of that. But yeah, the restaurant industry, I'm like, 
mm-hmm. we're opening a restaurant in a pandemic. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. I and hit. I, I didn't stop eating during the pandemic. I mean, I was, I was, I was. Bangins has kept food. the fast food industry open. I was still open. ordering fast food. I was still pulling Jackie up. Jackie will kill. <laughs> I was still pulling up the chilies in their little pickup line or whatever. Oh, it is. the curbside. The curbside. You know, I, I was still eating. We gotta eat. Pandemic or not, we have. Well, to- you can cook for yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's true. But hey, man, shout out to Kumar, man, and I, I'm I'm <laughs> definitely make sure I come through the restaurant and show some. Yes, love. anyone UCF people listening orlando miami grill and bar is going to be opening up end of january early february and it's going to be it's going to be a good time but anyways any lessons you feel like you learned from from 2020 Uh, or like mantras or anything that you're going to live by yeah i mean it's nothing that i just learned but it's probably something that like was reiterated this year or emphasized this year Pretty much just, you know, don't put anything off that to tomorrow that you can do today. You know, it's kind of like, That's you know, like good. I said, I, in the moment when they started pulling scouts off the road and canceling pro days, my mind immediately went back to the combine, guys. Because every year we see guys sitting out drills and saying, hey, I'm just going to do this at pro day. I'm just going to yeah. run at pro day. I'm just going to lift at pro day. I'm just going to, you know, do the drills at pro day. And, yeah. and they had an opportunity right then and there. And in Andy, in front of all the execs, in front of all the coaches and all the scouts yeah. to do it. And there were a lot of guys that opted to not do it and pull oh, it off. And now, and I'm like not. pro days were non-existent. So a lot of guys yeah. lost, you know, possibly lost money and possibly lost, you know, draft stocks because of it. So for me, it's like, you know, just get it done. You know, don't don't put it off until tomorrow or the next month. If you have the opportunity to do it today, do it. This year, there have been times where we're frustrated, we're upset. You know, I know a lot of people are really struggling and showing up might be, you know, getting out of bed. Showing up might be taking that workout. Cough, cough, Higgins. I see you back in the gym. Oh, yeah, man. You know, (laughs) know, I might try to get me a little arena league contract or something. okay I, I know i think i know an agent for you and it's not me <laughs> i need some marketing i need i, need some no, I don't know i don't think you up. can afford me um <laughs> just kidding but um keep showing up even if it's just something small because the small things turn into big things and take things day by day that's been my big thing this year day by day just take it day by day i like it and i like it yeah, I think that's been pretty huge. But anyways, we're going to close this out. On behalf of both of us, we want to wish all of our listeners a happy new year. Happy 2021. We're so thankful to have this platform to discuss episodes like this and our other episodes that we've uh, kept it real with you. We're so passionate about the things we talk about and we hope we're inspiring and teaching and, you know, really just touching people out there that listen to us episode after episode. So from both of us, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe and follow us each and every Friday morning on your favorite podcast platform. Shout out to my man Damon over at NFL Draft Diamonds. We appreciate it. We appreciate all our listeners and everyone tuning in. Thank you all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And 
As always, help me help you. Show me the money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.